We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and learn, and pay respect to the First Nations peoples and their elders past, present, and future. We're recording on Gadigal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, and welcome to The Green Room, a euphony podcast powered by Yamaha headphones, taking you backstage and behind the scenes with musicians, actors, and comedians from around the globe. I'm Tiana Speeder, host of The Green Room. How is everyone today? I hope today is being absolutely wonderful to you so far. My day's already better because we're hanging out via whatever digital sorcery it is that lets me talk in your ear today. But let's get right into it. So to recap last week's episode just for a moment, I was joined by Alt-J's very own Joe Newman, vocalist and guitarist for the band, and we caught up just as Alt-J were about to release their brand new album, The Dream, another indie rock gem from the British Bunch, and a fourth album for them as well. So check out that chat and the album if you haven't already. But speaking of fourth album territory... My guests today are also on the brink of releasing their first full-length album in a couple of years now, but still number four for them. And today we are travelling to the land of the long white cloud and beyond. In fact, we're going to space as well with New Zealand sibling indie pop powerhouses broods jumping on the green room today. Oozing in synths, otherworldly grooves and all the sonic shimmer the world has come to adore from Broods HQ, their latest album Space Island takes the established trademarks of the indie pop pair and conjures an abundant journey of space age psych and heavy hitting narratives, largely stemming from some pretty significant personal experiences, including lead vocalist George's heartbreak following the release of their 2019 smash hit album Don't Feed the Pop Monster. But while Space Island may have been enhanced by grief, loss and heartache, the end result is one of shimmering resilience and pure boundless exploration, equal parts nostalgic and futuristic, and of course helmed by the insatiable creative understanding that exists between Caleb Knott and his sister Georgia Knott, aka the brain children behind the brood success story. And to celebrate the release of this utterly sublime new album, both Georgia and Caleb join me now on The Green Room to chat the power of nature with regards to grief, what they really think of Aussie Broods fans and how the fortuitous purchase of an organ alongside sparks of inspiration ultimately shaped Space Island. Here we go. Well, Georgia and Caleb from Broods join me now here on the Green Room Podcast. Hello, you two, and thank you for joining me today. Hello. Thanks Thanks for having having us. Oh, it's very exciting. Here we are in 2022, a year slightly looking brighter and brighter with each passing day, but an especially bright start in the 2022 universe is the brand new Broods album, Space Island, that is finally dropping. Tell me, first and foremost, how does it feel to be on the brink of this beautiful new release? It feels so much. (laughs) It's like, it's really exciting. It's really like... I keep on forgetting that no one else has heard it yet. Yeah, we've been sitting on it for so long that, like, forget that it's not out yet, but um, maybe that's a survival technique because it's so, like, it's so exciting and so scary and so, like, I think 
we're just really ready for it to be in everybody's ears. Yes, and I think the feeling's very mutual. I think there's a lot of excitement out there, but understandably a lot has happened over the past few years, like even including your own creative and personal journeys. Still kind of looking at how you're feeling right now, and I promise we'll move on, but how does it feel overall compared to when you were dropping Don't Feed the Pop Monster a couple of years back? I mean, I know the pandemic makes it weird, but like is there a significant difference with how you're feeling like are you more excited given there's been such a lead in or is it feeling like same same like you're a well-oiled machine now it doesn't phase you I feel like it's been like I feel like we're getting there now but I feel like coming back into it has been like difficult (laughs) because you know we've had such a like a year of two years of a lot of nothing really so yeah I mean, apart from working on this record, so. Yeah, we've like, really been living in, in this world. Yeah. Like Space Island. It's Space Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which has been really nice. And I think that has been like quite a different thing, you know, like um, this album is the first time we've really like taken the reins as much as we have. And um, the most time we've had, like just to sit and think about it and, and like build it. And um, it's been really like intimate because we've been working with pretty much all friends and like we did all the visuals with like our friend Sam and like um we've had like a really close like collaborative group and a lot less people working on this album yeah which, in the past which is cool because it like means that every step of the way has been like really personal and really special and it's also been like a lot of work (laughs) and like and really really invested in it to the point where like it is it's kind of brutal when you're that um attached to something and then you go and share it with whoever (laughs) the world (laughs) Um, i hope it's as good as we think (laughs) yeah yeah but um so excited just real pumped to get it out there well, I feel like given what we've heard in the lead up, I think it's safe to say it's more than pretty good. And I think it's going to be very well received. But we have had a bit of a glimpse to come, obviously, collectively. We've had heartbreak, peace of my mind. But all out there's 10, ten I can't say 10, 10 stunning tracks lying in wait. I know, George, I've read you previously described peace of mind as the opening piece of my mind, I should say, is the opening fanfare for the album. And it's such a beautiful dichotomy given the slightly brooding subject matter underlying it. Pun kind of intended, but not. But in terms of the overall album, like Space Island just feels like this total adventure and a portal to this like fantastical world. And I know it kind of kickstarted, I believe, Georgia, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of getting back into songwriting after some significant personal events. But when did the seed for Space Island really get planted? Like, when did you guys realise you were actually on the way to kickstarting the adventure for album number four? Space Island, like, the name and the idea of Space Island was born out of a session that we did um, with a friend of ours who's also a Kiwi. He's a producer living in LA, Leroy Clampett, and um, it's the final track on the album, If You Fall In Love, and we were just like playing with lasers and slide guitars and we were like, man, so Space Island. And we were like, whoa, Space Island, that's cool. And then it just started to like, you know, snowball and have all these other meanings. Yeah. You know. And then we just like kept like, well, that came, you know, we were, when we were doing sessions before the pandemic and then when that whole 
global event <laughs> happened. Um, we had all this time just like held up in our apartment listening to the, these like just amazing like big band records and orchestral music and like um, experimental jazz <laughs> and like watching like a bunch of sci-fi movies and just kind of really like diving into this um, what we could build out of this idea of Space Island and like letting it kind of evolve into what it is um now that we're like giving it to everybody and um it's been the most fun and the most like like cathartic <laughs> experience of all time <laughs> for me anyway but um so so fun yeah and I guess the cath the cathartic thing I mean I don't want to dwell in bad things but like what you guys really have always managed to do and you just continue to evolve and grow into is you've got like all these amazing like percolating rhythmics and sci-fi tinge melodics but you've got some really personal storytelling underneath like mm -hmm. did you come out of the writing and creating process feeling a bit lighter emotionally as a result like do you feel like a little bit like it's kind of got it's got it off your chest and now people can kind of take what they will from it I think like Maybe not writing, lighter, but stronger. Yep. Better way. Lighter, <laughs> stronger from carrying it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it is like it's always the whole point of writing is always to like um, transmute these like harder experiences and like make them feel like they've got their own space to live in that I don't necessarily have to like carry around. But then sharing it and the concept of sharing like this album has been pretty scary, like, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I think when it comes to my favorite pieces of art, they are always really personal and they're always really, really like brutally honest. And, um, I think, you know, when in art that are scary, it's almost like a little hint that you're on the right track and I think we've just been really lucky to have so much encouragement from the people around us so that we haven't really had any time to second guess whether we should be bearing all. But um, yeah, it's definitely um, bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing too how everyone, everyone's own personal experiences can translate and, you know, someone else will completely adapt that to their own experiences yeah. so it's like bearing everything but it's also giving everyone a collective meeting point because we're all you know battling all the fun things in life yeah. along the way so yeah thank you for the outpouring oh that's such a nice way of putting it though I really like that is thinking about it as like this place for us all to meet with like similar experiences or similar similar feelings because that's like definitely what we we went into making an oh, album yeah. wanting to do is like creating if anyone like can a gain safe some, haven. If anyone can gain some tools, yeah. like, then we've done our job. Or know? just feel or like feel comforted. Like yeah. I just I feel heard or Yeah, I think that was our whole goal with it. And so um to be able to share it now is like the last step of this big thing that we've been building up to and it's really nice. Yes. Well, mission definitely accomplished. Like not just me saying that, but I'll just say it because I've got you collectively in front of me. So that's good. But um, outside of all of that amazing, you know, journey that led to Space Island 2, I believe, Caleb, that you had an organ that was bought for the album specifically that added a lot to the proceedings. Is this a... 
Ah, yeah. Um, well, I'm always spending pretty much all my money on gear <laughs> and not much on anything else really. But, um, That's the best way to be, frankly. Yeah, it was an organ that found me, I think. Um, <laughs> you called out and said, will you be my I turned dad? up at my like, favourite vintage shop and it was like not even on the floor yet. I was like, what is that thing? Plug it in. And it was in the car before, you know, no time at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely has a specific sound and sounds like a 60s Maserati kind of taking off and... <laughs> In a, in a beautiful, dusty a way, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it definitely added a lot to the songs like Like a Woman and Distance and Drugs and really brings like a hectic energy to some moments that we needed some hectic energy. Yeah. It's, um, it's high energy organ as well. And, um, and it's also just beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. My favorite, it's also my favorite piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> stunning i feel like this is you know how amazing that it did help with the album but it's also become a very pinnacle part of your life which is brilliant yeah, yeah. and it's That's awesome awesome bought, yeah nice i'm i'm very keen i i once had a Wurlitzer with like a few broken keys on it but i literally sadly do not have that with me anymore but yeah i can live vicariously through you because i'm i'm very much on the organ train it's just my yeah something about them <laughs> But you guys have obviously never been ones to sonically stagnate. And with each passing release, it's been really exciting to see you guys just, you know, really come into your own and take control over who Broods really are as a group and, you know, as people individually within that group. And what I love too is seeing the aesthetics. Like I know you guys touched on the old vintage movies and that, like obviously with Peace of Mind, that music video Peak cinematic gold, like so much vintage film goodness. And of course you shot it in New Zealand, but can you take me a bit behind the scenes of that? Cause I am obsessed with it and I want to see a full length broods retro sci-fi movie, like in the near future, please. But can you take us behind the scenes of the video? <laughs> that was like the most fun We've ever experience. Had shooting anything. Yeah. It was, sure. it was really, really special. Um, partly because it was like, a really small crew. It was just basically it was us three. Me, Caleb, I was and the Sam I was the camera assistant. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> very important the, on the mirrors and on the mirrors. reflectors and like things like that, yeah. carrying everything. Yeah, we just basically like did a two-week road trip around the South Island and went to like all these beautiful places that we Some, ourselves had never been. Yeah. And just like went around pointing me like, whoa, cool, oh, so there. Space Island. <laughs> and Stop just, the car. <laughs> you know, and just like, and it was such an amazing opportunity to kind of like live in Space Island again in a different way and like kind of see like what, you know, because oh, I read somewhere that like when dealing with grief, look to the cycles of nature and like so bringing this insane nature that New Zealand holds into um, the visuals just like perfect and it was just so much fun and, and like um, yeah it turned out like so much there's no way like, we could have done it <laughs> we could have ever imagined and there's no way we could have done it without there's only one person that could yeah. have done it without Sam. Sam Wisowski, man. He did the Peach video as well. And that was the first time we ever like did a video together. And we were like, that 
was incredible and like ever since then we've just been like please do everything with us (laughs) dream team much (laughs) it was so much fun and i kind of wanted to go on a binge of all these old movies after that so thank you you helped me pick what i wanted to watch which is normally my least favorite part of my day so thank you for that as well. Many options, man. Too many options. <laughs> Stick around after this short break. Georgia and Caleb from Broods talk favorite tunes, rebuilding their live show and returning to Aussie shores in the not too distant future. That and more after this. Love music? Press play. A new release podcast from Euphony. Each week press play rounds of the best in new music landing in stores and streaming services. Catch all the latest album, EP, and single news, as well as a roundup of reissues, anniversary, and vinyl releases. Host Tiana Speeder is joined by a panel of knowledgeable music experts alongside artists discussing their new releases. Visit euphony.com.au or listen to Press Play on your favourite podcast platform. Well, looking at the album overall, I mean, there's a heap of surprises still in store that will come to fruition on the, when it's finally released. But tell me, if... I had to make you pinpoint, this is always a tricky question, I know, but is there a key song on the album that you're maybe most excited to play live for fans once it's released or just a song that's come carried through with you through this whole journey to now that just holds a really special place in your heart? If Is there one particular one for each of you that you could narrow down? Um, I just love playing Like a Woman, even though, like, the music doesn't really even like come in until like halfway through. It's just like just waiting for it. And um I just the feeling of executing that song is really satisfying. <laughs> because our cousin playing drums is just so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think um for me, I'm just really excited for people to listen to the album in full because I think like we're such album people, like we just I think like the just no shuffling, no shuffling. Shuffle can just go away because <laughs> this, like, if hopefully you know, like, when you listen to an album, you it's feel like you're it taking. Doesn't work with shuffle. No, it doesn't work with shuffle. <laughs> well, it's it's an island. It's not a singular, you know, aisle. Exactly, and it's just like so beautiful to go with an artist through like a little adventure, and and I think this album we put like a lot of time and effort into just like the track list and that was kind of how we built it around like this what kind of experience we wanted to give people and and where we wanted to leave people at the end of listening to it and like and our live show is kind of like that as well it's mm -hmm. like uh it's it finishes where it starts it's like walking around a little island and you go past all the different like um (laughs) Pass all the different landmarks and then you end up back at the same spot where you like came in. Yeah, and you go back through the portal. <laughs> back yeah. to real life. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but better for it, I feel. We come out with something extra. And I think it's funny, I've noticed a lot of people these days the more I speak to people are starting to return to the full album listening because obviously we're streaming and everything. It's like you're just like mm-hmm. singles, singles, playlists. Like you don't really... Yeah. You, well, you have the option to, but it's rare people do it, but it's really exciting. I don't mean, Spotify, obviously, removing the shuffle button has been a big thing, but even without that, I've just been hearing people say it more and more, myself included. I've forced myself to, mm-hmm. to you know, listen to it because it is curated and it so much goes into it. It's not just yeah. haphazardly hurling songs here and there. I mean, some people might and it might work, but, yeah, and you know you really, yeah, yeah you experience that with this. So that's what really grabbed me, although I – 
this sounds like I'm just saying it. I always make myself answer that question. I had like a woman as mine, but, um, you know, I love the whole album, but I always make myself pick and I've got proof. I'm not just saying it because Caleb said it, but it's... Uh, that is a special song and I think yeah. as soon as... I think it took us the longest to get right as well. That's why yeah. I'm like, I'm so satisfied that it's out and yeah. we get to play it now because we just worked on it for like two years. Yeah, and it was like as soon as like that song like appeared because when there's always one song that kind of gets finished and then you're like oh now we know where we're going yeah and this one was just like kind of just came out of me real fast and i just like remember being like this is a good song (laughs) this is good job georgia (laughs) we were writing like for another artist at the time in our studio and they were doing like vocal takes in the booth and Georgia was just out riding on the roads. And then she came in and played like a, like a woman on a, on her phone. And I was just like, just couldn't even think about the session that I was in. <laughs> I was just like, I just want to work on that song now. <laughs> uh, it's totally understandable. And I think like, yeah, it was, it was a moment for me. Like it just encapsulated so much and there's just so much you know, fluxes in there for me. So, yeah, but not to disparage, it obviously sits within a really incredible surrounding island. So, yeah, but there we go. I've answered that one too. So now it's fair. (laughs) Something you guys touched on, I know you kind of mentioned this full circle thing, like has the pandemic given you time to reevaluate what you want to do in your live shows? Because I know some people I've spoken to, it's made them more ambitious. It's made them more minimalistic. Like, is there anything that's really changed drastically for you guys? Oh, I think we went to like some really good shows and that definitely like just was so inspiring. And then I think also just like really, you know, we've been doing it, we've been touring for a long time now. And like, um, I think we wanted to really use this opportunity of like having time to really build out like something really beautiful that people can, we had a lot of time in the apartment yep. <laughs> yeah. to, to finish it all off because that was yeah. like when we started finishing it off it was 2020 and then um but it has definitely like made us like see the beauty and like bringing it down and i think like we've been to shows where that's been done so well that like it's inspired us to go out and like seek some some of that in our own live show and so that's quite exciting and I think like especially when playing like smaller venues and like it just there's nothing that really beats that kind of real just no like wall between you and the audience and and like really having an opportunity to 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 feel like you're going through something all together and like that's what live music is all about it's like it's such a uniter and like i think that's going to be real exciting to experience again yeah it's been such a long time and i think that's what i realized it was like obviously the music is such a very integral part of it that it's also yeah yeah, having that barrier gone and being around Mm -hmm. like-minded people and having people expressing yeah. themselves and it all is just this beautiful merging of so many things and I just want to cry like I'm just like <laughs> I'm just so excited and I'm also just so excited to see people that we like come across like again and again because they just like show up for us every time and like 
I'm so excited to see those people and meet more people when like it's just yeah I'm ready <laughs> yeah oh it's going to be such a celebration and I know hoping all things stay as they are. You guys have some special shows locked away here in Australia in March as well. Yeah. Like we are so excited, but it's not your first time here, but do you have any like particular Aussie live show memories? Like has anything particular stood out? Like are we well behaved? Are we good fans? <laughs> What's uh, Aussie shows have always been pretty crazy there. Yeah. I think Australia are some of our best fans. Well, yeah. they are our best fans yeah. in the world, to be honest. We get so much support there and, um, yeah, the music industry is just so like diverse, like with um, just like the type of music that can thrive in Australia is like compared to New Zealand anyway, like New Zealand's very small, <laughs> very <laughs> Maybe, small. you know, it's just really, um, it's just such a supportive place for like bands and um, playing festivals is so fun there. Like, it's just like, I think Aussies just really know how to, Go to a show. <laughs> they really know how to push the boat out. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well and just chuck the oars overboard. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you've only like gone one millimetre away from the shore, the oars are out, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who needs it? But, I'm but, not, I don't need to get back in. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to Space Island. We don't need, we don't need to go back. So. <laughs> it's a portal. You don't need an oar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, on the topic of that too, like you guys have played countless shows. I will not sit here and list them. I always say this to people like we'll be here for too long and I'll get kicked off the Zoom call. So if I had to make you choose one again, like what is one story that will definitely be getting a mention in the Broods memoirs when the time comes, whether it's a crazy like tour bus story or something went horribly right or horribly wrong or horribly hilarious? Is there a particular moment in the Broods back journey? For me, personally, like the one that like, honestly, this memory keeps me going when it's hard. Like when we first started touring, we played a show in Brisbane and like we were signing some merch afterwards and, mm. and it was like a time when we were like really busy and we just like kind of weren't really sure how like to keep it sustainable and like we were like quite overwhelmed and very tired. This person just walks up to the merch table and it's like a pretty big like tall dude really manly looking <laughs> just like he reaches like he like kind of like bends down and just goes i don't want anything like i just want to tell you that your music saved my life and i was just like and cry <laughs> <laughs> and like that has just been the whole point the whole time for we just gave him boots brew sandwich yeah we were just like <laughs> I think that we needed to hear that. <laughs> like more than, he more than anything. It. Like we just we just needed to know that like there was somebody on the end of the phone and like that's the beautiful thing about like doing shows is like you, you get to see those people. those people that are like on the other end and like remember that you're not just screaming into a void. <laughs> on the end of ours, like we're on the end of other artists' like, yeah. songs just going. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. it's just like this, and it's, you know, it's just this big web of everybody like leaning on each other and like learning from each other and, and like at the center of it, it's just like massive love. And I think that is the biggest thing that we get to take away from like a good show is just feeling like so much love. 
for them and from them. And from like strangers. If you're at a good show, there's like massive love just like yeah, between buzzing around. And, the audience and, and that's like, when you know that you're at a really good one. Yeah. Yes. When everybody's just like looking over at each other like, this is really I great. Don't, I don't know you, but I'm looking at you like I agree with you. Yeah, like it's that unspoken like, right, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried not to like gasp audibly when you said that because that just got me a little bit. That's just, yeah, a, a beautiful thing. And it kind of, now I don't need to ask my next question about like what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going with broods because I feel like that pretty perfectly sums it up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think like, and the like more um, immediate community that we've found through being and the music industry has just like fed our souls so much and just like not only just kept us surviving but kept us like really thriving and really excited to like keep creating we, we owe a lot to like the people that work alongside us because yeah. they keep us incredibly sane yeah like our crew that tour with us yeah are, are extremely important to our mental health yeah. and um and our well-being yeah and just like you know I think sometimes like especially in historically like the music industry is a pretty toxic place to be in time and sometimes um but having like a lot of kindness for other people and like changing that but just by the way that you move through it you like attract all these people that like just see everything the same way and then you get to share the stories of how you've been like a little bit hurt and then you're like oh it's okay yeah, me too to <laughs> and like it's just a big support group <laughs> and like musicians anonymous yeah yes i love that so <laughs> much yeah. yeah it's like so beautiful and and like at the end of the day um we're, we're always going to be making music that's just how we function in our daily lives. But the thing that keeps us sharing it is like, like we said, the other people on the other end of the phone, man, <laughs> you gotta have them. Well, it's, um, it's incredibly great news for all of us that it's something that feeds you because it does that so much. And so like, like obviously that guy told you, but so much more, it would ricochet so much further than you'd ever realise. So I feel like this next adventure is only the start of some incredible things. I cannot thank you enough for joining me and all the best for the release of Space Island. I cannot wait to revisit it and go back to the island with no oars, but he's also having you back in Australia for some shows and an incredible 2022, guys. What a, what a way to start the year. I know. Hopefully it's... Um, you know, just... Hopefully we just had a couple of speed bumps and that's it, you know? Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. silver linings wherever you go, though, you know. That, like, that's it. I feel like whatever comes, you guys have got, you're more than equipped to get past it and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we are. <laughs> that's right. And we've got Musicians Anonymous, so we're all good. We're fine. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you, Tiana. And if you would like to get even more broods in your life, both Georgia and Caleb will be bringing their amazing selves to our shores in the imminent future, no oars required. Celebrating, of course, the release of their new album, Space Island, which is out today via Island Records Australia. The Space Island tour is due to kick off in Wellington on February 26th. Then they'll be heading to Perth on the 4th of March and some more Aussie shows throughout the month. Check out our show notes for links to learn more. You can also grab a watch of this episode right now over on YouTube. We did all wash our hair for the occasion we found out, but were some of us wearing pyjama pants? I will never tell. Was it me? 
Yes. But while you're on YouTube or if you're on any of your other regular podcast platforms, you can also check out some other green room chats I've had that you may have missed, including chats with the likes of Troy Casadaly and Ian Moss, Brian from Pseudo Echo, Duran Duran, Hannah from Middle Kids, Hans Zimmer, the list goes on. You can also check out any episodes and more info about The Green Room and a bunch of other podcasts over at euphony.com.au. And if you're feeling in a generous mood, why not chuck The Green Room a cheeky review or a like or a follow or just a listen? All of it helps. Small things do help us a huge amount and it keeps me getting all these amazing chats for you to listen to and enjoy. But for now, that is it from The Green Room today. Thank you so much for stopping by and I hope you'll join me again next week. Tiana Speeder is a Euphony podcast, created by Craig Trewick, produced by Tiana Speeder and Andrew Mast, hosted by Tiana Speeder, recorded, edited, and engineered by Zig Parker, music by Zig Parker.